Also breaking this evening, federal prosecutors say they will now seek an indictment of the president's son, Hunter Biden, just as Republicans ramp up their own investigations. Senior legal correspondent Laura Jarrett is here. Laura, explain the timing. Why now? We knew there were charges afoot. Ah, uh, Laura Jarrett is the NBC News correspondent. Laura Jarrett, uh, of course, is the daughter of Obama White House official Valerie Jarrett, who is, of course, still very close, and I mean very close, with the Obama cabal and NBC News. It's all in the family. It's a circle fest at a hot tub. Honestly, these people need lubricant to get through doorways together. They they are just, uh, boy, is the fix in? Yes, the fix is in. Everywhere you turn, you got uh, George Stephanopoulos. He's, uh, you know, uh, ABC News, $17 million a year man. And he is, a, of course, a Clinton administration official who had no journalistic background before. Suddenly, he's an ABC News guy, and that isn't amazing. And Chunk Todd, a former Democrat Senate campaign staffer, no big deal. Jake Tapper, a former uh, U.S. Uh, Democrat uh, Capitol, uh, Capitol Hill uh, staffer for the uh, congresswoman whose husband went to prison for being a corrupt congressman. And, uh, and her son married Chelsea Clinton. And it's all really, it's just, it's a hot tub. It's a, they're having fun in the hot tub. It's hot tub Washington. Uh, just amazing stuff. There it is. And uh, hey, now let's go to Laura Jarrett for uh, fair and balanced coverage of, uh, of maybe Hunter Biden will face charges again after the clown that's in charge, David Weiss, who the lefties keep saying is a Trump appointee. Yeah, after being twice appointed by Obama and then Trump being pressured by the two Democrat senators in Delaware to put him in that position. And the Democrats keep saying, oh, Joe Biden showed his nobility and his his thirst for the truth by leaving David Weiss, twice appointed by Obama, in the position so so that the truth could come out. And if you believe that, you need a brain scan because I think the gerbil might have died. The gerbil running around on the little wheel in your head might have died. So we've got uh, that going. That's just the opening. I didn't even know that was going to be our opening audio, but, but I knew that it was Laura Jarrett of the Valerie Jarrett family of the Obama White House that was doing the story. I'm making quotation marks with my fingers for NBC News. I'm making quotation marks with my fingers again. Isn't that amazing? That's your uh, your Democrat Party. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. They have infiltrated the media. It's a merger of state and corporate power. Everywhere you look, the merger of state and corporate power, which is, as you already know, Benito Mussolini's definition of fascism. Uh, And that's where we're living in the United States of America. What would this country look like if we had a legitimate news media? I don't even know. I don't even know what to say about any of the because the media and the Democrat Party and the merger of state and corporate power, the daughters and the sons, the boy, it's, uh, you know, and you just look at Hunter Biden and his pal Devin Archer, who fleeced that uh, Native American nation, the Indian tribe, of $60 million. He's okay. That doesn't come up in any news coverage or any of that. And then, you know, they were trying to get into business at Burisma with the uh, son, well, the stepson of Boltneck John Kerry and the actual son of Teresa Hines Kerry, you know, of the Hines food fortune, the Heinz ketchup fortune. It is a, it's a dirty little town we're running here. A dirty, dirty little town. Filthy. No amount of uh, lava soap 
will get this amount of dirt off of uh, off of all of us. So happy Thursday too, and welcome. It's almost the weekend. It's uh, tomorrow's Friday, and then we'll have uh, a weekend, something of a weekend. I got a I got a big thing this weekend with the uh, it's, uh, the Fairfax County Republicans, and uh, this weekend doing that. Um, and I'll see you there if you're going to be there. And if you're not, then I won't. That's that's how that's going to have to work. But we also have the uh, Democrats losing what is left of their minds, if they ever had minds in the first place, over all the illegal aliens that are in New York City and in Chicago. You see, they're taking over sections of O'Hare Airport now to throw hundreds of illegal aliens into O'Hare Airport. And the mayor there, the mayor with the skyrocketing crime and the murders and the shootings and the carjackings and the looting and the businesses leaving the city of Chicago. The Democrat mayor came out, let's go Brandon, you know, let's go Brandon Johnson. And he uh, did a a little sit down with uh, the news media. It's like a mafia uh, uh, meeting of the five families. And he sat down and you'll never guess. He says that uh, the reason people are critical of him is because you get one guess. One guess. Anybody? Raise your hand. You in the back. That's right. It's racist. It's racist because he's a black man. And the, the only reason you'd criticize him is because he's a black man and everybody's a racist. And he's doing a great job as long as your goal is more murder. If your goal is more murder, then he's doing a wonderful job. Uh, more carjackings gets an A there. More looting gets another A. Uh, businesses fleeing the city of Chicago, tax base fleeing, uh, gets an A there. But if you uh, say any of that out loud, then you're a racist because he's black. And that's the Democrat Party's playbook right there. Wreck everything, call everybody racist, uh, put really bad people in key positions all over the country. Wreck our cities, wreck our country, wreck our economy. Open our borders and then uh, blame, you know, whitey or something like that. And MAGA Republicans. It's MAGA Republicans. You see the mayor of New York. He's whining uh, like a beep. And he, uh, and, he's, and he said the whole problem with uh, uh, the New York City being overrun by illegal aliens, many of whom are criminals and all of whom are breaking our laws. Um, and that doesn't that make you a criminal right there? Because these are crimes to break laws, right? To be in the country illegally and cross illegally and then all that stuff. Uh, but it's back to school time. Or uh, how do you say that in Espanol? Um, you know, a baca to escuela, uh, something like that. Because that's, uh, remember when Barack Obama warned us that we all better learn to speak Spanish? Barack Obama warned us about this. Yeah, forget about uh, immigrants learning to speak English. He said, you just better learn to speak Span- Spanish because the Democrat Party has a slightly longer term plan for America. Instead of worrying about whether uh, immigrants can learn English, they'll learn English. You need to make sure your child can speak Spanish. Why would I need to make sure of that? Um, how about in France? Do they have to learn to speak Spanish too? What, what is the, they're not on our side, these people. And, um, and that's uh, Brock. He warned us. He said it out loud. But Mayor Eric Adams, who uh, also can't criticize him because that would be racism, clearly because, you know, the rest writes itself, And uh, he was blaming MAGA Trump and MAGA Republicans for illegal aliens being in New York City, which is a sanctuary city. And Joe Biden opened the border. And uh, then the governor, a Republican, Greg Abbott of Texas, sent a few busloads of illegal aliens to New York City. 
And now it's all the fault of uh, Trump and the Republicans, which is really, I, I think you need to be uh, thrown into a straitjacket and dragged away to wherever they take crazy people in New York City now. You know where I think they take crazy people in New York City now? It used to be like Bellevue Hospital or something. Now it's Times Square. Now it's time they drop you off and say, uh, you know, like in Blazing Saddles, you're on your own. And that's how they deal with it. And then you go bash people over the head with uh, rocks or canes or whatever, and eventually they put you in prison, and then our prisons become de facto mental institutions for all the millions of Democrats that have completely lost their minds. Oh, speaking of which, there are the Washington Post today. I brought it in because my best girl and I were laughing out loud at home on the couch in the living room this morning, having a good time going through the crazy, crazy Washington Post. We'd end up to go far, though. Because the front page, <clears throat> the big headline on the front page, from uh, from right to left, it always goes left because you know they're they're you know who they are, they're them. But the uh, the big headline is climate linked ills threaten humanity. Look at this, I got to show it to Piercy. <laughs> climate, I actually photographed it uh, this morning and text, uh, texted it out to people. Climate linked ills threaten humanity. That's it. It's the climate is going to kill us all. We're all going to die. This is the earth is on fire and we're all going to die soon. And the Democrats are going global with it. This is all about taking away everything you have. Your freedoms, your liberties, your rights, the Bill of Rights, your property, your money, raising taxes, uh, mandating all kinds of crazy things. Because, you know, liberals don't care what you do as long as it's mandatory. Climate-linked ills threaten humanity, and they go on and on about a guy named Mohammed Yaqub in Pakistan whose village was flooded last year, and it's all your fault because never mind the fact that the United States says we've cut our CO2 output by 20%, the United States of America, according to the Environmental Protection Agency under uh, lunch bucket Joe Biden. Never mind that. That's not really a part of the discussion because, you know, also, you go through the paper a little bit after the end of humanity on the front page. It's an apocalyptic death cult. It's Jonestown. Remember Jonestown? You know, the uh, Reverend Jim Jones, uh, Guiana, uh, drink the Kool-Aid, more than 900 dead. Pretty much all of them black, except for Jim Jones, who was white. But he was a socialist um, out of San Francisco, Oakland. Uh, and uh, the Democrat Party is becoming a new Jonestown death cult, honestly. The uh, Branch Davidians were good next-door neighbors compared to the Democrats. These people are nuts. If you go into the uh, paper a little bit, they've got a whole page, page A6, uh, with the header, Climate and Environment. See, that's uh, the uh, thing. And the headline on the lower half of the page, because they got two big climate stories here. Scientists warn that invasive pests pose, quote, tremendous threat, end quote, to civilization. Civilization, it's civilizational um, demise. That's what we're talking about. The reality is, of course, they're killing civilization. Uh, speaking of crime being rampant and uh, mad, uh, yesterday I was downtown. I was doing my Newsmax television show, and overhead was the, the police helicopter. I believe it was the Park Police helicopter, and I heard on WMAL radio, which is where you get your news when you're in Washington, D.C., 105.9 FM, and I heard that a mad murderer 
that had been captured by the police and had been taken to the George Washington University Hospital, which is where Ronald Reagan was taken when he was shot by John Hinckley. And John Hinckley now plays guitar in public venues, and Democrats sell out. They buy the tickets until there are no more left. They buy the John Hinckley T-shirts. They buy the because they love death more than we love life. They love assassins. They really do. And and the helicopter was overhead because a mad murderer was on the loose. They had brought him. I guess he needed some uh, medical attention. They brought him to the George Washington University Hospital from which he escaped. He escaped. And I heard on the news that he was um, on the loose in uh, right in the neighborhood where I was with the police helicopter overhead and police cars flying back and forth with lights and siren and lights and sirens and all that stuff. A mad, uh, a mad killer on the loose in Washington, D.C. And this morning, he's still on the loose. He's still on the loose. And it was uh, kind of an amazing thing. The 30-year-old Christopher Haynes, um, the area of the George Washington University Hospital from which he escaped. And they described him as, uh, I couldn't believe this, they described him as a black male, six feet tall, approximately 205 pounds, with a medium brown complexion. He has black hair and brown eyes. This is the actual description that they put out. Was last seen wearing a black T-shirt and gray shorts underneath a white bodysuit. He was uh, wearing an all-white full-length bodysuit and gray shorts underneath uh, he has shoulder-length dreadlocks, and he's wearing one red shoe. He's wearing one red shoe. He's the uh, tall black man with one red shoe. I think that's like an old French movie or something, isn't it? And uh, pretty amazing. And he's still on the loose. And that reminded me, naturally, of the illegal alien that police are hunting in Pennsylvania. He's probably left Pennsylvania by now. Maybe Delaware. Maybe he's in Rehoboth, staying in an empty house, something like that. Uh, but the uh, mad killer from Brazil who's wanted for murder in Brazil, and then he was convicted of murdering a woman in Pennsylvania by stabbing her 38 times in front of her two little girls. And now he's on the loose, and police are looking for him. And he's uh, here because Biden, Biden's open border. You know how they blame uh, Trump and MAGA Republicans for everything from illegal aliens to uh, the climate? Pretty amazing. It's about time we started blaming the Democrats and Joe Biden for the things that they're actually responsible for. Like the other Brazilian captured in New Hampshire a couple of weeks ago who was convicted of murdering 11 people in Brazil before he escaped and moved to New Hampshire because of the Democrats. That's all on the Democrats. The illegal aliens uh, flooding the New York City schools, which the mayor of New York now blames on Trump, which is a sign of mental illness. Take him away in a straitjacket. Amazing stuff. So I've got updates for you on that. Machete-wielding lunatic arrested in Arlington, Virginia. I wonder if he's an illegal alien. You know, a lot of illegal aliens wield machetes. Have you noticed that? It's an MS-13 trademark. We got Tucker Carlson and Larry Sinclair. You know, Barack Obama, gay sex and cocaine. Uh, Transgender sorority member. Uh, Sororities are for girls, right? Well, this guy's not a girl, but he says he is. And NBC News says he's a brave woman. He's a brave woman with male genitalia. Pretty amazing stuff. Uh, and, you know, the, the secular apocalypse, the climate apocalypse is coming. It's on the front page of the Post. It's got to be true. They have fact checkers and stuff. And we are at 
Hey, it's Chris Plant, excited to tell you about our July 2024 Listener Sea Cruise. We'll be sailing around the British Isles, visiting Scotland and Ireland. Please join us. Book by this July 31st for extra savings. Visit chrisplantcruise.com. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Ah, yes. Also, the front page of today's... uh Washington Post Metro sectional. They have a Metro sectional and they have a an A sectional. Virginia man is latest in January 6th. Arrests. That's right. They're still hunting January 6th people. But uh, not the guy that set the Church of the Presidents on fire or forced the mob that forced the evacuation of the president from the White House residence with his family and injured more than 180 police officers in front of the White House because Democrats are welcome to be violent and to be mobs and to loot and to shoot uh, because they're Democrats. Virginia man is latest in January 6th arrest. Charges relate to his alleged role in attack on D.C. police officer and Tom Jackman, appropriately named typing on behalf of his party in the Washington Post. Federal authorities continue to arrest January 6th participants more than two and a half years after the Capitol riot, with a Virginia man being taken into custody on Wednesday, that's yesterday, and charged with being part of a group that attacked D.C. police officer Michael Fanone. Louis Wayne Snoots, 59 years old, of Louisa, about 33 miles east of Charlottesville, about It's 33.2 miles. Was charged with felony assault on a police officer, felony civil disorder, and three misdemeanors. About 140 officers from the U.S. Capitol and D.C. police were injured on January 6th to 2021, uh, and authorities have charged about 400 people with assaulting those officers. They've charged zero people with injuring 180 officers plus in front of the White House during the three-day medieval siege of the White House where the only building in Lafayette Park was burned, where the Church of the Presidents was set on fire, where the orchestrated attacks included bringing explosive devices, M-80s, to hurl at police officers. You know, no problem. Fires burning here along H Street. We do smell. Oh boy. Oh boy. We're getting tear gassed. And uh, unfortunately, I can add uh, just a moment ago, it does appear that St. John's Church is on fire. No charges. No manhunt. No nationwide FBI sweep. Rounding people up two and a half years later. Charging them with. Every imaginable and some unimaginable crimes. Because we have a two-tiered system of justice. And uh, that's why there's uh, these lefties were shocked at a poll. I think we have it for you today. 
And a poll that shows that Republican voters that support Trump don't really care about the indictments. And the left is apoplectic about this on CNN and MSDNC and so on. They're, uh, they're beside themselves, standing next to themselves even, and they, they can't believe, why, why? Well, you know, the Republican Party is a party of law and order. Uh, but when you corrupt our system of law and order, then, you know, you should probably think about, uh, you know, going off somewhere and beeping yourself because, um, you know, when you've uh, lost faith, when faith in our judicial system and our legal system has cratered, you can expect people's behavior to change. You know, you guys are looting and carjacking and robbing and shooting everybody. Please stop shooting everyone. Democrats, put your guns down, your illegal guns, and stop shooting everybody, would you? Just a request. You know, murder is on the loose all over the place because, you know, and it turns out even the Brazilian murderers are Democrats. Did you know that? That's, uh, the Democrats see them as voters, Democrat voters. All right, we've got, uh, we've got a great deal to get to, and, and uh, boy, do we have a great deal to get to. And all of it provided by the Democrat Party. Who writes my jokes for me? The Democrats do. I don't want to thank them for that, though, because <laughs> I'd prefer that they not, the crazy people. Yeah, still arresting uh, January 6th people. <clears throat> and what else are they planning on doing? All kinds of crazy. Let's go to the telephones, Michael. Because we've got Mike calling from D.C. who wants to talk about one of the other crazy things that the Democrat Party is up to right now. Mike, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Hey Chris, how you doing? I'm good, Mike. Good. Senator Tim Kaine from Virginia is on CNN claiming Trump can be knocked off the ballot by the 14th Amendment because he encouraged and supported the attack on the Capitol. Mm-hmm. Senator Tim Kaine actually raised funds to bail out the people that attacked the White House um, on May 31st, 2020, the night the St. John's Church was built. His name is on the list requesting the money to raise the money for the... D.C. didn't have a bail fund. It was a legal fund for them. Requesting that money. He did precisely what he claims kicks an incumbent off the ballot for the 14th Amendment. Well, Mark Levin has written about this, uh, and other legal scholars have talked about this out loud. And this is a, another fraudulent, um, you know, commie attempt by the left. They're not liberals, they're the left, uh, to disqualify their political opponent, right? And, um, you know, Tim Kaine has a, a, um, a peculiar background. His, uh, his wife, his son, he's got a son. Who's a, he has one son, I'll give him credit, who's, uh, who became a United States Marine. And he has another son who's Antifa, right? Isn't that right? He's got a son because um, I can go back to 2017. Tim Kaine's son faces charges after Trump rally incident. And his son is a radical. He's got one son who's normal American. I don't know how that happened, a fluke. But Linwood... Michael Kane, Linwood, the son of Virginia Senator, former vice presidential candidate Tim Kane, you know, with Hillary Diane Rodham Clinton, who hilariously lost, faces charges in Minnesota after an incident um, at a pro Donald Trump rally and march. And the 24 year old Tim Kane, charged by prosecutors in St. Paul um, with um, 
a series of crimes, obstructing legal process, interfering with a police officer, fleeing the scene of a crime, obstruction, uh, and uh, categorized as a gross misdemeanor. And he's an Antifa. He's an Antifa guy who is attacking Trump people. And that's fine, of course. His son should be in prison for 33 years. You know, if uh, Enrique Tarrio is going to prison for 33 years, then Tim Kaine's son should be in prison for 33 years, don't you think? Huh? You want the clip of Tim Kaine? Yeah, Tim Kaine. We've got, uh, Mike, we have the, we have the uh, Tim Kaine for you. From uh, he's uh, calling for here. It is it's the it's the Constitution. They they think they're supporting the Constitution, now. not the First Amendment or the Second Amendment or the Fourth Amendment or um, you know. But uh, they they think they've got one where they can disqualify their number one political foe. In my view, uh, the attack on the Capitol that day was designed for a particular purpose at a particular moment, and that was to disrupt the peaceful transfer of power uh, as is laid out in the Constitution. So I think there is a powerful argument to be made. My, my sense is it's probably going to get resolved in the courts. But, um, you know, I think what we have to focus on on our side is, is we just got to win in 2024. And that's all. It's a zero-sum game, Mike, that uh, we just got to win in 2024, and they don't give a flying hoot uh, what they have to do. They'll burn the Constitution inside of the National Archives if it'll get them one more seat in the Senate. And uh, they're not uh, good people. They're not good, legitimate people. And, and uh, you know, honestly, uh, also, did you say you saw that, Mike, on CNN? Is that what you said? Yeah, Tim Kaine was on this weekend doing it, and I say we take all their language and twist it on them. Whenever they file a suit, we file one against them against a Democrat incumbent running for office. So it has to go to the same appeals court. I, um, you know, I, I honestly, uh, I've been advocating this for quite some time now that conservative and right-thinking American prosecutors and districts attorney across the country. Uh, U.S. attorneys, state attorneys, and attorneys general need to start filing charges uh, against Democrats everywhere just to demonstrate what a mockery of a sham this is because the Democrat Party is completely out of control. The Democrat Party isn't. I mean, honestly, they uh, this is not a Democratic Party at all. Um, and and, and uh, he went on ABC, the audio we just used, Mike, is from ABC Fake News. You know, they've got George Snuffleupagus, $17 million a year, who's a uh, nothing but a Clinton administration official. And the fix is in. The system is rigged. The, the, the news media universe, the information universe, is rigged. Uh, they've got Jeff Bezos owning the Washington Post and Mark Zuckerberg owning Facebook. And they had Jack Dorsey owning Twitter. And they had the CIA and the FBI meddling in our elections on behalf of the Democrat Party, our presidential election. No big deal. Uh, And they haven't been arrested, amazingly. Gosh, they haven't been arrested for seditious conspiracy or tampering in our election. Uh, John Brennan, penitentiary face, hasn't been arrested. Mike Morrell, former CIA director, hasn't been arrested. These people engaged in in an open-air seditious conspiracy and they successfully corrupted the presidential election in 2020. And all of that seems to be fine because when you go to uh, ABC News and say, hey, you should cover this story, you get a Clinton administration official guarding the door. You go to CNN 
and you, you know, hey, Jake Tepper, here we've got a big story for you. You get a former Democrat Hill staffer who once dated Monica Lewinsky launching his journalistic career, uh, standing guard for the Democrat Party. Go to NBC and you got Chunk Todd and, and uh, Valerie Jarrett's daughter doing the, uh, of the, the Obama administration. Maybe at CNN you get Jim Shuto, who was an Obama administration official himself. And all of this is fine. It's, it's, a, it's a coalition, a merger of state and corporate power, and that's fascism. And that's what we have in the United States of America, and it's the left. Uh, and, uh, and it's an appalling time, an appalling time to be an American. And I agree with you, Mike. Uh, Republican prosecutors need to start filing charges and just drag them into court and, and do what the Democrats do. They, they like uh, General Mike Flynn, Michael Flynn, they, uh, they try to bankrupt you and drag you through the mud. And they don't care because they're using government money and government resources to do it. Doesn't cost them anything. And they smear you and slander you, and the news media goes along with the smear and the slander. And when it turns out to all be wrong years later, like the Russian collusion scheme, um, then they just shrug and go to Starbucks and, you know, grope somebody because that's your, that's your Democrat party. Pretty amazing. Michael, thank you for the call. Thank you, sir. And you live in D.C., Mike. You know, there's a murderer on the loose uh, just another one, but this one escaped from police custody yesterday at George Washington University Hospital, and he's on the loose, and police are uh, looking for him. He's wearing one red shoe when last sighted, uh, all in white, one red shoe, black guy, dreadlocks down to his shoulders. Not to stereotype, that's the police description that was put out. Pretty amazing, amazing stuff. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Thanks, Mike. Stay, stay safe in D.C., would you? Stay safe. Isn't amazing. All right, let's get to uh, some of our other our other stuff today. And there's so much stuff. The uh, gosh, diesel prices are soaring. Have you seen that? Because Saudi Arabia and Russia have uh, cut their output, and so the global diesel market. Saudi's cut, Saudi cuts in uh, production send world diesel prices soaring, including the United States. And that means food prices and the price of everything else uh, skyrockets as well. Um, Pretty amazing stuff. And across the United States, diesel is very important to the economy because of trucking and shipping and all kinds of things. And the news media could care less. Just amazing. Now, I also want to get to the, um, the universities in America with the worst record on free speech. Which universities have the uh, worst record on free speech, do you think? Oh, I don't know. You know, maybe, um, you know, uh, conservative Christian universities or something? Uh, guess again. There is a survey that has come out, a study uh, by a group that monitors free speech. It's called the Foundation for Individual Rights and Expression which naturally is an acronym, FIRE, F-I-R-E, the Foundation for Individual Rights and Expression, and and I support them because they fight for individual rights uh, and, uh, you know, expression. So that's important because the left is coming for your rights. Speaking of which, at the Chris Plant store, you can find T-shirts and coffee mugs. The left is coming for your rights because they are. Here's the headline in the New York Post and not the Washington Post or the New York Times or the Boston Globe or the Boston Herald. Harvard 
It is named Worst School for Free Speech, scoring zero out of a possible 100. Sure, sure. Ricky Schlott at uh, the New York Post wrote the story. Harvard University is officially 2023's worst school for free speech. The Foundation for Individual Rights and Expression, a.k.a. FIRE, released its annual college free speech rankings on Wednesday, which dubbed the, the state of free speech at the Ivy League school, quote, abysmal, end quote. Sean Stevens, director of polling and analytics at FIRE, told the New York Post, I'm not totally surprised. We've done these rankings for years now, and Harvard is consistently near the bottom. Despite being the most acclaimed academic institution in the country, Harvard received a 0.0, it's actually 0.00, free speech ranking on a 100-point scale, a full 11 points behind the next worst school. You'll never guess what that is. Fire says the dismal score was generous, considering Harvard's Harvard's actual score was negative 10.69. They have a scoring system, and not only did they score at zero, they actually came in below zero. Negative 10.69 when it comes to free speech, because leftists run the place, and they hate free speech. They want to stomp on your head with the hobnailed boot of the state. That's the Democrat Party. Harvard's score was dragged down by the fact that nine professors and researchers there faced calls to be punished or fired based on what they had said or written. Seven of the nine were actually professionally disciplined. They were sanctioned. You will be punished for your free speech. Frau Farbusina, honestly, I thought it would be pretty much impossible for a school to fall below zero But they've had so many scholars sanctioned, Stevens said. The score is calculated based on factors including how strong the school's policies are in favor of free speech and how many professors, students, and campus speakers have been targeted by authorities for their speech. We are the authorities. We will teach you about speech. Zero point zero. 0.0. 0.0. That was uh, Dean Vernon Wormer, as you all know, at Faber College, where Emil Faber believed that knowledge is good. Harvard University coming to the bottom. University of Pennsylvania, the second worst in the country. The very best on free speech, Michigan Technological University. Sure, naturally. Harvard is the worst below zero. But um, University of Pennsylvania is the second worst. There is still, what, uh, 21.69 points uh, ahead of Harvard. That's amazing. And you know who went to both Harvard and the University of Pennsylvania? The woman that had that great idea about Bud Light. Bud Light and transgenderism. You know, Alyssa Heinerscheid. Sig Heil! She went to Harvard and then the University of Pennsylvania... That might explain a lot. Barack Obama went to law school at Harvard. All the mental cases went to Harvard, almost. Can you believe it? My Harvard talk. Like, oh, sure. He went to Harvard.
got your Demo- Democrat Party update for you over the course of the next uh, the next two hours. I want to stay right there. Yeah, I just went and I looked up my "The Left Is Coming for Your Rights" T-shirt. That's a that's a good one. That should be everywhere. Uh, we've got uh, who are these racists on MSDNC? They uh, spoke to Vivek Ramaswamy yesterday, and they said they have a hygiene test. They have a hygiene test because the party of the Klan is back with a vengeance. They're going to loot your house next, the Democrats. Uh, speaking of the Democrats, here's a headline from Fox News in Washington, D.C. Is this Washington, D.C.? Oh, this is actually the national Fox News. Commanders. You know, we have a, an NFL football team here in Washington, uh, the Redskins, you may know them as the Redskins, one of the great logos in all sports history. Well, now they're called the Commanders, which is too militaristic for me. You know, master and commander uh, reminds me of slavery. I can't do it. So Commanders, they call them. Commanders president says team not considering changing name back to Redskins. A viral petition has seen more than 120,000 signatures to have the name change back to the Redskins, but the Washington commanders say they won't be changing the name back to Redskins. The team president, Jason Wright, told a uh, radio station, the Washington's Washington's namesake has created a stir for decades, as many Native American leaders said it was racially insensitive to call the team Redskins. Now, there are also Native American groups and leaders that have called on the commanders to change the name back to Redskins, but pay no attention to that because... You know, don't get in the way of a, a good Democrat Party narrative. Pretty amazing stuff. So the uh, name was only a placeholder as Washington considered a new permanent name to put on its jerseys. The name Commanders, however, got the nod in February of 2022. I uh, I tell you, also they play in remotest Maryland in a uh, stadium in remotest Maryland, which is just not helpful. It's really kind of the Landover commanders they should be called the landover commanders that's where the stadium is right right i got uh, i got that and um, oh, a whole lot of democrat crazy coming up john brings his skewed sense of humor jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round together it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra? I think I can get an extra five to ten. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B L E A V on YouTube or wherever you listen.